man, I can't stand Tom. Can someone just please put a bag over his head? Hello and welcome to another Dead Pixel, a podcast about anime, games, news. I don't know. This is going to be one of our shorter episodes, so it's going to be a little weird this time around. <laughs> and with me, uh, the man who loves Dune so much that he always walks without rhythm. Nick, how you doing, Nick? <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, that's a double. That's like a double. Um, what do you call that? It's a double reference. Um, yes. It's not an entendre. That's that's it's, that's something else. That's a <laughs> yeah. It's a double reference. Um, yeah, I do. I do love to. That's a, such a good one that it threw me off. I do love to walk without rhythm, so as not to attract the worm. Um, oh man! <laughs> and uh, did you see that Super Bowl commercial of uh, where everyone's doing their Christopher Walken impression? Two Christopher yeah. Walken. That's pretty funny. Yeah, then he's he's in the restaurant and it was that it was an usher walks away and he does the he does the dance like right when he's going up the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty that was good. pretty good. That's pretty good. Um yeah. I'm doing good. I'm doing good, Joe. I was gonna I was gonna say something. Oh that, I remember now. So you have not you have not uh you have not flubbed the opening in a while. I don't think people are usually gonna see that, but uh for a while there about every other every other one you would flub the opening we'd have to restart but uh you haven't done that in a while i just i just wanted to say i'm proud of you you're doing you're doing good uh, it's the energy drinks beforehand usually we're also doing it like the dead of night and mm. i'm at the end of the week where i'm just exhausted and so yeah it's just like if i'm not taking like i'm like i'm gonna pound an energy drink and then when their cast is done, I'm gonna stay up for like the next four hours and get up in like two with my kids. And it's just like this is gonna be next Saturday mornings are terrible. Mm. <laughs> well, uh, but yeah, I'm sorry you have to do that. I'm glad you you take one for the team though on those. Um, that's uh... no, we're we're doing pretty good though. This is um this is a little off for us because we're doing it only one week after our last recording. Uh, so we're just gonna do a little bit about the news. And that's really about it. We're just going to keep it short, simple, uh, allegedly. We'll see how long we ramble. We yeah, tend to do. We, so. we will see. But uh, yeah, so since you already mentioned news, I'll just go ahead and jump into it. Um, so there was a little bit of extra news this past week that seemed kind of interesting to me. Um, biggest thing is PlayStation is laying off around 900 people worldwide. That's about 8% of their workforce. Um, and kind of the biggest chunk of that. I guess, or the biggest uh, part in that is they're closing their London studio. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's, it, you know, it's um, Microsoft had layoffs not too long ago. Seems to be an industry industry thing kind of going on right now. Um, so I, I don't know. It just, uh, it just kind of struck me as sort of like, oh, that's kind of, you kind of think of PlayStation as being sort of high and mighty, um, kind of being kings of the space right now. But uh they are, you know, they're uh, not doing the best, I guess. They're not doing um, as good as we think that they are. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's a little unfortunate. Uh, well, it's always unfortunate to have to close down a studio. Uh, in this case, uh, the London studio, you know, they're pretty popular for, like, their, uh, I think their SingStar games, stuff like that. But the most recent one that I can remember that was of note uh, was uh, PlayStation VR uh, they did the Blood and Truth, which was the full-length game of the, the heist, uh, you know, mini 
uh, showcase. Mm, yeah. And Blood and Truth was pretty good. Uh, and I know a lot of people were hoping for a uh, PSVR 2 port because uh, that would be amazing. Uh, and people, you mean you? Nah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, though, yeah, like, you know, the 12 of us who own PSVR 2s. Um, uh, but no, it was, it was one of those things that the game was a lot of fun. And I think it could have been uh, most definitely improved upon uh with the new especially with the new tech and the the haptics and stuff like that so it was like one of those things that that'd be great if they did it and the chances are is really slim now yeah <laughs> like, all but evaporated so yeah i hope this doesn't kill their vr you know ambitions or whatever i, I hope that that's still you know maybe not front and center but 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 high higher up mm. um I, I, actually the, that, that should be fine it was just a few games that they did uh, that was vr related out of london studio it was the okay yeah. uh they, in fact they it just had passed the uh the one year anniversary of psvr2 coming out so sony did uh you know do the, they didn't do an official like video they just did a blog post being like here's some stuff and mm. you know one of the big things from that was they have the wording on it is really weird and I don't have it in front of me, unfortunately, but they have some sort of plans more or less I'm paraphrasing to have a like PC integration with PSVR two. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of speculation what that means. Uh, what, you know, like, can, oh, like, can uh, I just hook up my, my PSVR two to the thing? Is there going to be a, uh, an app I got to download like this? That is a very it's interesting prospect, honestly, because it's like, then they've already got PlayStation games coming over or PlayStation Studio, whatever games coming over to PC, if they can also get their VR machine on someone's PC that they already have, then that's a toe in the door. And that that's like one step closer to getting someone to actually buy a, a PlayStation or just buy more PlayStation games, you know? That's kind of Well, one of the hardest things for the, uh, the PSVR is it's all run by... Uh, single USB-C, you know, that's the cable. So you'd have to then have an HDMI to like uh, USB-C like splitter. Yeah. So because that way you can get video and then audio and everything through because uh, unfortunately most graphics cards, they don't, they no longer come with a, a USB-C like to video port. Uh, so you're going to have, so we'll have to get some sort of adapter dongle for a PC. My thought would be they're just trying to let you play your PlayStation uh, VR games on the PC. Uh, just to open up that, you know, a little extra sales there. Uh, ideally, you know, it would mean that you can play, you'd be able to play like most PC games, uh, PS, PC VR games on your PS uh, VR too. But yeah. like that's hoping for too much. Uh, but, you know, the slight hope is though, if so long as you can get it to kind of happen just a little bit, you know, then uh, people then backdoor their way in and like hack or like jailbreak the uh, yeah. the unit. So it's it's one of those things that there's there's a lot of speculation. Well, um, you made me think of something because it's like okay, so the I didn't forget the freaking name of that stupid thing, the thing that they just released. That's a that's the a portal. Is it called a portal PlayStation Portal? Yep. So so they got the portal out, and if they allow you to play games, PlayStation games or whatever, through VR on your PC, I'm just kind of thinking like. Like, what are they really trying to do here? And it seems sort of like they're trying to to backdoor their way into into every room in your house. So it's like you've got the PlayStation in the living room, but you can't play that all the time because there's family is going to want to use the main TV. So you can play it in your room while the family is using, like mom and dad is using the TV. And or Big Bro has his own PC and he can play vr in 
his room on his computer, little bros playing on the portal while mom and dad are, are watching TV or extra big brother or dad is playing. Well, I guess maybe couldn't work all, all three of those, but, but I'm just saying like, it just, I'm just saying like the commonality here seems to be they're trying to get, they're trying to get in more rooms in, in, in your house is, is what I'm saying here. Well, ideally as a company, just like Microsoft, you want, you, you want your games to be able to be played on the most available, you know, platforms around, um, and to be able to access stuff on PC. I mean, uh, Microsoft's been doing that for a while. And so, and then obviously we're getting success with Sony. I mean, look at Helldivers, uh, coming out on both PC and, you know, the PS5. So in this, in that aspect, if you can somehow get the PSVR to hooked up to the PC, just, you know, at the very least, so to let people, people who have a nice computer, but they don't actually own a PS5, uh, the PSVR 2 is actually a really decent piece of kit. Yeah. You know, the only problem is for someone going straight into it from the outside, you have to buy a PS5 and buy a PS uh, VR 2. Right. And that's really expensive. That's where the barrier to entry is out of, out like of control if you're doing yeah. if you just want VR. But if you already have a computer um and you're comparing it to other headsets, I mean it's a like you're looking at the Quest uh the or uh the Meta 3, you know, Quest 3, whatever the that is a solid unit as by itself as well. Uh, so, it, but there's things it does better, and there's things that it doesn't do as good as the PSVR two. PSVR two has really cool haptics, the triggers, the head, the headset vibration, uh, the OLED lenses. You know, so there's there's some of that. Uh, granted, the lenses are different, uh, not worse, but just different. Like it, it's a lateral move yeah. uh, because of pancake lenses, and they offer different functionality. Uh, but you have eye tracking uh, and stuff like that for. Um, PlayStation. So it's once again, there's there's good there's reasons to play either. Now, if you can only play uh, your PlayStation VR games on the PSVR headset on the PC, but it also it lets you play other games like say um, Half Life Alex, you know, because that's still arguably one of the best VR experiences out there. Uh, from you know, it's like that's what PSVR two owners really want. Is like, hey. Can we get Alex? Like, can we get it? Like, can you make something happen? Uh, but it's chances are Steam's not going to budge. Steam's not going to like. Uh, they don't want to have a Steam client on the PlayStation more than likely. Uh, Which is but Steam's weird. more than willing to take PlayStation games on their on their client, so because they'll get a cut of that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess if they were on, if they had a client or whatever on Sony's PlayStation, they would be paying Sony money to sony in that regard i feel like you could work it out i feel like you could they've done it in the past with uh the orange box uh but that was that's the one like that's the one time that i can remember uh at least in recent years and so after that they're like yeah it's it's kind of it's that that uh relationship has kind of been dead in the water uh so as far as that goes on console front and we're hoping that you know like i said there's there's a lot of people you know People jump into some wild speculations. They're like, well, Sony's just going to open it up. And like, they are not just going to open it up. No. I, I, you know, like I, they do not just want people to play, you know, like if you can buy a game on multiple platforms, chances are it'll be cheaper on Steam. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, they'd rather, they'd rather have you go through uh, Sony themselves. Big moves uh, are, are very, they, 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 they can't, like, a big company like that cannot make giant, like, we're just going to give all of our freaking games to, like, the P- PC. No, they're they're not going to do that. That could backfire very, very badly. Um, that could sink a company or at least put them very far behind everybody else. 
Uh, so yeah, people, people just don't understand. I mean, I'm not like a king of business over here or anything, but my goodness, people think about, think about these things in business terms. They're going to move slowly and carefully. Um, other thing I wanted to say about this layoff, uh, placing layoff is, uh, you, you remember seeing that picture that, that was going around Reddit of Jim Ryan, uh, visiting the London studio. Well, I didn't realize that he was English, so it kind of makes sense that he was at the London studio. Um, and then but he visited the week before. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, that's sort of less, that's less weird to me. It would have been more weird for him not to, you know, say hi or whatever. And then also I, I just saw this as I was perusing the news. I looked back at some older news. So five months ago, Jim Ryan said he's retiring. So he's retiring. And now the London studio is closing it. I mean, it kind of, I'm not, I'm not saying like there's a conspiracy or anything like that, but it's like, okay, it makes sense. They pretty probably knew that there's going to be some layoffs coming um, or, well, usually, or, or usually when you close a big branch, you know, you're going to talk, things like that are best to said, said in person. Uh, they probably talk to the higher ups of the office. Cause that makes the most sense. Be like, Hey, here's what's going to happen. This is about to unfold. Uh, you know, be prepared. Yeah. And because you got to let, you know, you just most of the time, if it's just out of the blue and the entire office doesn't know about it, that's usually a, a very weird thing. It's usually, yep, all the management knew, or at least the ones who the key figures they did, HR, yeah. stuff like that. And then, you know, you know, anyone else below a certain pay grade, they obviously will get caught blindsided. But you know, it is that's kind of how it has to roll out. And it's just, that's why people were just shocked and be like, no, that's that's actually quite common. <laughs> that is very common yeah. to have higher ups uh, notify I, I was just wondering if he if uh you know because he's retiring if there's just not enough support for like a london studio there if you know the the main the main guy over playstation in that in that area i don't i can't remember what, exactly what he rules over um but if he's retiring it's like uh do we really need this london studio no we're kind of just keeping it open because it's they're making stuff but it's also so Jim Ryan can have a have a place to 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 come to the office and do stuff or whatever. Um, well, I mean, if you look anymore. at the like their most recent games, they haven't yeah. they haven't really come out with a lot of you know no a lot of note in the most recent years. So okay. it's kind of one of those things that like it's not surprising. Uh, it is surprising because it's been around for a while. That's the thing. It's like. Um, but I believe Sony closed one of their Japanese studios um, as well, like for a long time ago, like a handful of years ago now, which was even more surprising at the time. Uh, I forget which one exactly. But anyways, it's just yeah. it sucks. And it's it's a common trend. And it's just it, it's still going. And unfortunately, yeah. there's more news about that. I think you have here. Yeah. The, the last thing about that, um, I guess, specifically, is that uh, Sony um, is also going to be closing or they're also going to be uh reducing the workforce on insomniac games naughty dog gorilla and playstations uh and, and also their technology creative and support teams um so so those are going to be kind of reduced a little bit gorilla put out a, a notice today or a couple days ago that um they're going to be reducing the workforce by like 10 percent um and then there's a, there's also a bunch of uh, games that are unnamed games that are getting canceled, um, which makes sense. One of the 
bigger ones that people are are talking about is um, there's an online co-op game that was set, supposed to be set in fantasy London. It didn't, it wasn't really, it was just kind of teased, but since the London studio is closing, that one's probably going to get canceled um, along with some other stuff. So I'm sure that all the stuff that's being canceled will be, you know, the, the bones of those games will be used in other games if there's anything usable there. Um, but yeah, so it kind of, uh, it's just kind of par for the course, all of that. Once a company doesn't really make the margin that the revenues that they're looking for, um, which we reported on a little while ago, um, it just, it just follows suit that heads are going to kind of have to roll a little bit. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it, unfortunately, like I said, Microsoft just went through the downsizing. I mean, every major company seems to be going through downsizing. It's, it's the fallout from, uh, you know, uh, the recession and the fact that a lot of the, uh, since the pandemic, you know, everyone's now, uh, you know, free to go about and live yeah, their lives it's They're a lot not of, trapped inside their houses. Yeah. When you, you know? have to compete with like the nice weather, you know, for year in and year out and doing other stuff, concerts thing, you know, pe- people doing stuff together, uh, that don't involve games. It's a little bit harder. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, yeah. So like I said, hopefully, you know, these people, you know, those who, um, you know, I know a lot of the games industry tries to reach out and help each other out here, but since it's happening so across the board, you know, hopefully people land on their feet in one form or another. Uh, the biggest yeah. hope is like some of these talented people end up making maybe making indie games, right? Uh, and they'll yeah. we'll get some really cool, you know, uh, smaller you know titles, and you know, maybe a whole new wave of stuff will come out. That, that's the biggest hope, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. as as my, long as I've been following the games industry, if I ever got into the games industry in any capacity whatsoever at all, I would always have my foot out the door. Not not to be like mean or or whatever, but like I would always be looking for something else, um, even and and uh, and open to like. Keep that resume dusted off and up to date is all I'm saying if you're in the games industry because it, it layoffs are very, very common. Yeah, uh, it's and it's, you know, that's what networking is all about for them. I yeah. mean, that's why hopefully they have friends that can help, you know, in any capacity. But all right. Uh, do you got any better news for us? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I guess the we could talk about um fire sprite uh you kind of put yeah it's oh wow that's you that's not even that? like no um that's not worth I it just, i would talk about it was it's more or less it was just um uh fire sprite games uh they ended up uh they're the ones behind call the mountain uh or horizon call the mountain psvr oh, okay, yeah. two um you know they uh, they too are, you know, having some losses, but apparently uh, there's been quite a few articles talking about, like uh, the one I got from Eurogamer uh, has a decent article just talking about how uh, the the staff had uh, more or less started leaving because of a toxic workforce, uh, and I it's, a, the, it's a worthwhile uh, article to go ahead and read. I think the quote from uh, that was "death by a thousand cuts." So apparently they were doing they were doing stuff that was just like probably like. One time, oh, that's not so bad, but like over and over and over again, and just making people want to leave. Yeah, so. uh, and yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, it's the games industry seems to be um, 
you think they would, they would learn more about that by now, but unfortunately the workspace is still kind of immature in a lot of ways uh, based off of the, you know, higher ups, I guess. And the, the mentality of going into a gaming industry being like thinking of thinking it's one thing. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully things will get better on that front too. But yeah, just unfortunately uh, it's been all, it's been a week of bad news. <laughs> it really has. <laughs> There's been plenty to go around and it's not stopping now. Uh, so rockstar, I don't know if this is really bad news, Exactly. Rockstar is um, has a return to office mandate that's uh, going to trigger in April, I think it said. Um, and they're they're citing the reason that they're that they're doing that is because uh, they're citing productivity and security concerns. So security concerns, I definitely understand because uh, they have had some pretty high profile um, breaches um, recently. And news, I don't know, I don't remember exactly the details of those breaches, but um, so it's hard to say whether or not working from home or whatever is really linked to that at all. But I can see how it would be. I can see how it it, it would. Um, you just you just have a lot more a lot more uh, security holes when everybody is when everybody's you know house is essentially a security risk. Um, um, but uh, the, the, the productivity concerns back when the pandemic was first popping off and everybody was working from home that first year, I remember seeing articles left and right being like, the news is in, the figures are in, there's no, there's no loss in productivity from working from home. And I was kind of like, huh, okay. Um, and now I've seen, now everything I see is the opposite. It's like, oh no, people... <laughs> People don't do anything. People don't work at all from home. Um, Unfortunately, it's a lot of people have abused that system. Uh, you know, it's just like, well, if if I'm being monitored, all I have to do is make sure my I wiggle my mouse enough, or like I so my so my screen shows like my my teams shows that I'm still active and I'm not away. Yeah, um, while you play on your phone or do or do whatever. And I mean, it's I can I can definitely see how yeah like. People are gonna are gonna screw off or whatever, but um, so it, it's just it's just funny to me because whenever whenever it was new and I guess convenient and like society needed people to work from home, uh, people were very quick to articles and researchers very quick to say, oh yeah, we need to definitely work from home. And now it's like, hey, that was that was never a good idea. See, um, that was the thing is in the beginning, it was a lot of anti-vibes on that one too, though, because it yeah. was just like, no, it's, you know, and a lot of people were predicting, uh, you know, negative work, uh, like production. Uh, but the thing is, it, when it comes to uh, now making people come back to the office, the key, like the, the majority of the reasons for that, I honestly think is, yes, you need to have accountability, especially when you are working on a project. Uh, it's not like you're doing um, clerical work where you're responding to emails or something like that. Cause you can, you can do that in or in or out of an office. If you're just like, yeah. if you're just a tech support or something like that, a help center, because if there's nothing for you to actually physically do in person, and if it's, you're looking at a computer and only doing it like uh, in that respect, like, well, if I'm only responding to an email, I can do that at home just as well as I can from a work the office. But if I'm actually going to be on a team working on a project, I have to have accountability uh, that in most major companies, they are renting a space. They own a space or they're renting a yeah. space. They're paying bills. They're paying internet you know, and electricity and all this stuff for a facility that isn't being used. Uh, yeah. That's a lot of money uh, that's going out the window. 
And, you know, it's like, you know, personally, those... I would prefer to work from home all the time because and I'm like, yes, I will eat the electric cost. I will eat the Internet, personal Internet cost from working from home, yeah. uh, all that stuff, because I would rather not do the daily commute. Uh, the oh, commute yeah, alone, that's worth it. you know, like that the amount of time I save and the fact that I can just be done like the moment I clock out, I just turn around and I'm in like I can go to my living room. Uh, yeah. That is a huge time saver and a huge stress relief. Yeah. I mean, uh those, you know, it's like, like those contracts, those building contracts and all that stuff, those lasted a lot longer than COVID. So there was, I mean, it was probably always, I mean, I think all that this was always going to happen. I do think that, that the, that companies were exposed a little bit, um, with COVID being like, Hey, we can actually work from home. We can actually order groceries online and just pick them up. We could, like, there's a lot of stuff that's like, Hey, we can actually do this. Maybe we shouldn't do it all the time, but a lot of big corporations, you know, had, had everyone sort of believing, no, you can't really do that. No, can't really do that. When, when push come, came to show, we could a little bit. And I think some kind of hybrid system for maybe not brand new cadet employees is is probably best i think like a one day a week two days a week whatever i think that is that's completely reasonable if for no other reason than like the commute you know goodness gracious like you save so much time by not having to drive into work a lot of people do you know a lot of people especially a lot of people own homes that the only place they can afford to buy a home is you know not near work which is in like a metropolitan area so they have to commute if they're going to own a home. It just it just makes sense to have some sort of hybrid system. But but I do think too that like yeah productivity. Um, I'm more productive. I'm more more productive at the office. Um, it just seems to be human nature, and in, in one one shape and. It's it's I think it's the fact that you have more of a hierarchy and accountability. Like when you have there's just a vibe. It's just around the corner. It's just like I mean, like I have a higher risk of um of getting HR complaints because I'm going to yell at someone to shut the hell up at work than I would uh, when I'm just yelling at a computer screen, being like, you know, Tom, you're an idiot, and (laughs) I can't believe you're you know I can't believe it. (laughs) Uh, How are you allowed to breathe the same oxygen? But luckily, I'm not in the same room because I'm at home and no one's listening to me because I'm just yelling at my screen, opposed to having to bite my lip and have my blood pressure going up and me being like, uh, like whispering to another coworker, being like, "Man, I can't stand Tom. Can someone just please put a bag over his head?" Um, you know, it's just you know that that would get me in trouble, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, you know, but that's you know, I that's mean, the thing. It's just like uh, some people work better around others. Um, for me and my team, I mean, we we talk like we type everything we did is type typed out anyways yeah. so like we don't even like talk to each other over our cub- cubicles half the time it's just like everything's done uh i mean you know, all that stuff is computer, certainly so. certainly a factor but there but to me like there is there's just kind of a vibe there's like a, a thing with like getting up i don't have a long commute to work but like getting up getting dressed driving to work coming inside uh and and setting up and that there's like that from that point, I just have like a, Hey, I'm going to do stuff mentality. Um, I mean, but as far, as far as working, as far as, uh, like I said, it's just like, I, you know, my spouse ended up working, uh, at a new job and after they were a hybrid system and then she got done with her training 
period. Her like, and after the training period, they're like, yeah, we roll out a new policy. We're no longer doing the hybrid system because too many people abused it. Yeah. And it was like, wow, that was a huge reason why I wanted to work here was because of the hybrid oh, system. Yeah, and now there's no hybrid system. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice, uh, nice little rug pull. Enough people, yeah. Well, enough people were caught not doing anything. And for me, on the other hand, I was on point. Um, I was always like, because I can, like, I don't have any sound effects on my computer at work because I really hate to hear other people's phones go off or beeping Things, and stuff. Yeah. So, but at home, I can have my notifications go off and it's not going to bother anyone else. So I can be in the kitchen grabbing myself a cup of coffee and I can hear my, you know, like, hear an email come in. I'm like, sweet. All right. I can jump on that right away. And when I'm down, I'm like, you know what? I'll just, you know, I can literally browse my phone or browse the internet without it, without concern about anyone being upset about what I'm reading. Um, <laughs> but, you know, as far as, a company that's like Rockstar, you have to have, uh, I mean, they are really good about keeping their ship, like keeping a tight ship. Like they don't allow a lot of leaks. Usually you don't find out a lot of information ahead of time. Uh, it's actually pretty amazing how, how quiet they can be. And so for them, that is more necessary than other companies. Other companies, you know, you find out all their secrets beforehand. You find out the whole roadmap, the whole story plot of their game. Yeah. It's all been leaked beforehand, but Rockstar's usually always really good about keeping that stuff real quiet. Or for smaller or for smaller companies, like nobody cares. Like a smaller games that nobody knows about, like nobody cares, no one's really looking for it. But like Rockstar, whatever Rockstar's doing, whatever, you know, uh, GTA 6, that is like world news. Um, if anything gets out about that so yeah they are they are definitely more they're more into they, they have a lot more security concerns than your regular video game mom and pop company so yeah it's one of those things um uh, some people are worried about it leading to crunch I, it's certainly a concern but i think i think they really do just need to tighten the ship up on productivity and security um, I think if anything, I think everyone's going to be on a hair trigger for crunch there. And I think that if they do have that kind of stuff, it won't be very long before, uh, developers, you know, employees and stuff are like saying, Hey, cut this stuff out. I, I fully expect that to be reported, uh, quickly if, if it happens, but you know, eh, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. All right. The last, and, uh, last little bit yeah, of news. What else you got? The last little bit of news here is uh, Embracer Group um, is uh, trying to sell Saber Interactive and uh, KOTOR, the KOTOR remake, along with it for $500 million, um, which sounds like a lot to me for that. I mean, KOTOR remake is going to be probably a big deal, but uh, that seems like a lot even for for that. Um, so Embracer Group, they own THQ Nordic. And then either they own a bunch of these or either Embracer Group owns a bunch of other developers or, or THQ Nordic that they own owns them. I forget how, how it works, but basically Embracer Group is, um, they own a lot of, they own a lot of uh, studios and um, back a couple of years ago when they were buying them all up, people, you and me and other, other podcasters, I think were like, Hey, they're doing a lot of buying here of uh, things, and uh, not a lot to, not a lot really going on. I mean, some stuff for sure, but uh, that's a lot of um, buying there, and uh, it seems like it might have ended up being a little bit too much. Um, I mean, if they're selling, trying to sell one of their bigger, you know, franchises, it seems like it might be 
uh, they might have bit off a bit more than they could chew. Yeah, uh, I can't really remember too much of what Saber's done that's been very notable of late. Um, I know they've done some small stuff. Um, like, I think they're tied to that Evil Dead game that came out a little while ago. That's um, like the 4v1 or something like that. But uh, it's unfortunately, I don't really recall too much of anything of note of recent years. So uh, I can see them trying to sell them off, but I'm trying to think of anything else. It's like, now I didn't realize. Uh, kotor was under them so or like oh well embracer umbrella but i said embracer is one of the major players so it's you can you can easily say like you know them or throw a few other names them microsoft tencent you know one of them will own probably a property that you're interested in they probably Uh, own the company you're working for right now yeah so yeah it's uh but no i mean i'm pretty sure tencent owns 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 me i think they have like one percent of my kidney or something like that Well, they, they they owned a lot of they they took a lot of your time by from from back in your um, uh, League of Legends days, don't they? So uh, they didn't own it back then. They might have owned a little bit of it back then. Uh, yeah, so I think they did actually own a little bit of it back then. Um, so yeah, they um, it's it's insane how much uh, how much Tencent owns. They have their fingers in a lot of pies. Let me tell you what. Anyway, so. That's going on. That's kind of the uh, kind of shoring up the end of the news there. Um, I uh, yeah, 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 yeah. you've been watching anything anything recently? Any uh, anything you want to talk about? Or because I've got I've got a show that I started watching, um, but I wanted to see if you had anything. I mean, it's more or less all the same stuff before uh, as far okay. as the anime front goes. We're talking about here. Um, you know, it's just like we. Uh, first, you know, we got still um, Undead Unluck is still going pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the the wrong way to use healing magic. You know, uh, we're we're coming close to the end of uh, Furin. Uh, you know, Furin's coming. Uh, I think it's twenty eight episodes this season. Yeah. Or, you know, so um, they're on like twenty five you know, or twenty six now, right? Something like that. Yeah. And then Sasaki and Peeps. That's still you know still doing solid. Um, yeah, I mean there there's there's some decent stuff this this season. It's not been a disappointing one at all. Uh, but nothing new of really worth noting uh yeah uh, that I sh- that's really been stand out for me. I uh so, I've, yeah, been, I've been watching some different anime that I will talk about at a future date, but um when I'm not watching anime, uh Brooklyn Nine-Nine has just come to uh Netflix and I've always wanted to watch that show. Um, and now we got I, you on that when you were here because <laughs> yeah, I probably would have been like, I, yeah, whenever I was up, up visiting you, you, you turned it on just kind of randomly to have something in the background. Um, and I was like, dang, I forgot how good of a show this was. Uh, but, uh, so if that hadn't happened and it did come to Netflix, I probably would have just passed over and watched something else, but I was like, you know, I should really jump on it. And so started watching from episode one, um, and uh, it's uh, I think I'm on like episode nine or something like that of the first season. It's pretty good. It's, I mean, I always knew it was good, but it's it's pretty good. Cute little show. I'm excited to see where it goes um, after all these all these years. Uh, so yeah, that's that. And then um, oh, they just released an Avatar: The Last Airbender live action on Netflix, and it's um, I haven't started watching it. Um, Netflix wants me to though, wants me to real bad. Um, and it is like the number one show on Netflix. At least it has been all week. So I don't know. I feel like, I feel like people have always talked about the last airbender 
and how freaking great it is. And you should always watch it. Oh, you should watch it. And I, the cartoon, you know, the, and now I'm just like, I don't know if I can sit here and not have watched the cartoon and actually watched the live action TV show. I don't know. What do you think, Joe? It's actually probably the right way to do it uh, because it's like, it's like watching the movie, then reading the book. Uh, you want to watch, you want to do so from everything that the, the quick like Reddit posts that I've seen is it's not as bad as the live action movie. Mm. It's better than the live action movie, but it's not as good as the animated. Well, considering the fact that it's highly regarded as one of the best like animated cartoons, like you know, Western it. cartoons, period. And it's one of the worst movies of all time, like live action movies of all time. Uh, the, the fact that it's in between. Okay. I saw mean. that. I saw that live action in theaters because my friend wanted to see it. And he liked he liked he liked Avatar a lot, and he was like, "Let's go see it." And I was like, "All right." And so we went and saw it, and uh, I was like, "That sucked." And he was like, "Yeah, the show's like the show is way better." And uh, I was like, "Whatever, dog." <laughs> and I, I tried I tried watching I've uh, like ten minutes, fifteen minutes most tops. The considering the fact that they got the names wrong, and you have a tv show not you're not it's not like it's a comic book you have a tv show that has all the names pronounced for you mm. and then in the live action movie you can't say those names correctly uh that's where i was like nope i'm checking like, out I, I cannot hear you know i think like i'm not Shyamalan was involved with that oh yeah no that's that's what tanked it that, that was like the, the like wow. last nail in the coffin and it's like his career for a while because yeah. then his his big comeback was that um uh will smith uh jaden smith you know father son space duo a movie and that didn't do well either uh he's done some other stuff recently no no the, 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 but, but his career like has, stopped for a good yeah, while it was pretty <laughs> slow i think they probably were hand to mouth in the no, he, he's, really he's yeah m night's done some good stuff since but like for for a hard while it's like yep he's dead uh he you know but no the as far as uh i okay i'll say this i'm a big fan of the animated uh show is not as I think it's it's a time and place thing. Yeah. When you're younger, if like I said, if you're in high school or fresh out of high school and you're watching it for the first time, especially back then, it was it was more pivotal. Like it impacted you more. I didn't actually see it until like I think I was in my mid twenties, early early mid twenties. Mm. Uh, but it was still really good. Uh, it was a little rushed at the end, and I will be the even though I like it, I'll still be the one to point out a lot of the flaws. And so like that's kind of where i stand i'm like it's it's a it is worth the watch it is a good show um i'm one of the few people who am not a big fan of the second uh series uh legend of Korra. Mm. like the first season is solid every season after that gets continuously worse in my opinion um and that's kind of how i felt because i had such high hopes the first season was was really about the legend of Korra. Yeah, the Legend okay. of Korra. Okay. So the second the second series. How um, many series? How many and, uh, how many seasons did that go? Two or three, four? Three or four. Okay. I mean, it's been a while. I think it's four. It's three for the first, which should have been four seasons, in my opinion. And I think that's part of the reason why The Last uh, Airbender is not as good as it could have been. Uh, and I think the um I think they just kind of dropped the ball. Like they like I don't know. It's anyways, the the first seasons of the Legend of Korra is is good. Uh, after that, I, I you 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 progressively get worse in my opinion um yeah and the so the show i it was it's not it's not for me i don't want the show so i don't care 
uh, and it's not a big loss. Uh, so I'm not going to watch it. I don't have Netflix anymore, and yeah. I'm not going to go out of my way. So yeah. Well, anyway, I I'm kind of tempted to watch it uh, and, and report back. I don't know. It well, now you got to do a whole expose. You got to you got to watch the whole series, and uh, then you got to then watch the animated, and then get back to us on that. And I'll come back and say the live action is better. <laughs> I want to see you shave your head and then have a big tattoo. Oh, um, way ahead of you. I got. I the, mean, the hey, this, right here. this May we we got um uh, Anime Central uh in Chicago here. Mm. You can come. You can you can cosplay. There you go. Cosplay, yeah, as a firebender. I think I look like some of those people. Right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On that note, uh, thanks uh, for watching another Dead Pixel. Uh, this has uh, been a shorter episode, so we're going to do this for a little bit. I'll try to do a weekly cadence, and we'll see how this goes. Uh, so uh, this would be, what, episode 60, 66, 60, technically? 65, I think. 65? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what Nick says. Uh, <laughs> I have to look that up. I'm pretty sure it's 65, though. All right. Well, thanks for making it to the end. And until next time, uh, Nick, what are some words of wisdom you can give the people? Um, dogs like treats, but you shouldn't overuse them. All right. Uh, I was hoping you'd go for like a weapon of choice or Christopher Walken thing. Uh, All right. You just dropped the ball, didn't you? You just couldn't bring it back around. Dang Got it. it. All right. Yeah. All right. Dogs that's, what, that's where I get to get like, my hopes up. Dogs like like treats. All right, y'all take it easy. Bye.